You are listening to The Investor Way with Sam Ball and Jonathan McEwen. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and follow us on Twitter at TIWTweets. Hello and welcome to The Investor Way. It's our end of year special with the Fancy Portfolio. Sam, do you want to give us a year in review? So for anyone who's not listened to the previous portfolio updates, I have re-released them all. So you should just be able to find them on the platform you listen and they should be the latest episodes before this one. So very, very brief overview. Three years ago, we built a £1 million portfolio and we have updated it every year since. So this is the third, well, it's the fourth episode, but it's the third since we originally created it. So I'll just run through my asset class. So the first one is Bitcoin. So we originally did a 2.5% allocation to Bitcoin. That is up 138.8% for the year. And that was at a loss last year. So we're now up 69% cumulative, cumulatively. And that stands at 42,000. And that's 3.6% of the portfolio. I would probably propose leaving it as it is. It's not a huge allocation, but I think Bitcoin's doing quite well now. I, I probably wouldn't trim it because I, I just think it does seem to have started going on a bit of a run. What about you, John? Yeah, no, I would tend to agree with you there, Sam. Um, I would let it let it run. I have Bitcoin in my own portfolio. It doesn't make it make up a small amount, but I'm just, yeah, enjoying it, letting it run. Yeah, that was an easy one. Next, we have the Bloomberg Commodity Index, which we did cut last year. So that's now down 12.72%. However, it's still up 44.76% overall. And that's worth 174,000. So it makes up 15.25% of the portfolio now. Between the Bitcoin and the commodities, they make up about 20% of the portfolio just over, which is the level we cut it down to last year. Again, I probably wouldn't trim that again, although it is up 45% just because I do like having that weighting. I know inflation has pulled back a bit, but I'd probably leave it at around a 20% commodities allocation unless it you know, runs up again next year, in which case I'd consider trimming again. What about you? Yeah, tend to agree with you there. Hedge against inflation, and I'd yeah be happy just le- leaving those alone. I know they're not yielding anything, but that hedge against inflation, I think, is valuable. Next up, we have the indexes where we had put about 40% of the portfolio. And the first one is the Vanguard FTSE Developed Asia Pacific Index, where it's basically Asian Pacific countries. A lot of it's Australia, but it's other countries like Singapore and New Zealand and places like that. That is down 0.04 of a percent. So it's basically flat. And that is now down 5.34% overall and makes up 6.6% of the portfolio with a value of 75,000. It is yielding 3.5% because this one isn't an accumulating fund. I would again propose just leaving it. I'm quite happy with that allocation. I do like the index. I wouldn't be against adding if we were flush with cash, but we're not. (laughs) What about you, John? Yeah, I mean goes i think with with all of these um indexes i would probably be leaving alone i guess we're going to come on in a second to the us but be interested to hear your thoughts on some of those more pricey indexes right i I would agree with leaving all the indexes alone because i think that is what they're there for i think 
we have shown to date our inability to outperform the index. <laughs> Trimming it is probably not the wisest idea based on our performance. Next up, we have the FTSE Developed UK, sorry, FTSE Developed Europe index, which excludes the UK, so it's all the other developed countries in Europe. But 8% in that, that's now worth 101,000. So it's up 26% overall, and it's gone up 15% this year. Doesn't pay a dividend, and it now makes up 9% of the portfolio. After Develop Europe, we have the S&P 500. That's up 26% for the year and 40% overall. And that now stands at 112,000 with a cost of 80,000. I think at 12% weighting. I know we've got some US stocks in as well, but I think given how poorly we've performed ourselves, I would probably not consider trimming that at all, despite how well it's done. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's the S&P 500, we, everybody always thinks it's expensive and the, the company's in there. But when you see the performance of it and I suppose the quality of the uh, the companies that are within it, they are. it is really incredible. I mean, Warren Buffett does say, what is it, for his wife after his day that sort of believe in America and S&P 500 uh, all the way for mo most of the investments. That's what we should have done. <laughs> It'd be a shorter episode if we did that. Then It'd be a boring episode. Yeah. Next up, we have Japan. We put 8% in that. That is worth... 87,000. So that's up 10% overall. And that's after a 13% increase this year. And finally, for the indexes, we have emerging markets, which we also put 8% in. That is now worth 77,000. So it's down 2.5%. And that's after a 5% increase this year. So all the indexes overall are doing very well. As mentioned, they're doing a lot better than we are. So now we're on to the individual stocks. We'd originally done 20% allocation to UK listed stocks and 20% US, but we then broke that last year and decided to just invest in whatever we like the most. So first up, I'll go through all the UK stocks first, but first up we have Associated British Foods, which we bought two years ago. We put 20,000 into that. That is up 50% this year and 18% overall, and that is now worth 23,500 and makes up 2% of the portfolio just over. I haven't proposed adding to this. I like the business a lot, but it's up 50% this year. I think if we were a bit smarter, we maybe would have added last year, but I'm quite happy with a 2% weighting, but it's a business I do like a lot and I wouldn't want to get rid of it. What about you, John? Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you. I think we always thought it was quality, although neither of us actually own it in our personal portfolios. We have liked it when we've covered it on the show and it has had a cracking year. Next up, one that we do both own personally, Airtel Africa. That's up 16% this year. And we originally invested, well, we, we invested and then topped it up, but it's got 43,000 in it of cost. It's now worth 46 and a half. With a 3% dividend yield, I should have mentioned ABF has a 2% yield and it makes up 4% of the portfolio and it's up 6.7% overall. I'd probably leave this, I think 46,500, 4% weighting. We've got enough exposure that if it does well, we can do quite nicely, but it's not large enough that if it does terribly, it's going to ruin us. What do you think, John? I would agree with you. I think it's one of the more growth orientated stocks in our portfolio, although because of the markets it operates in, it's not actually that pricey. 
Um, so yeah, potentially carries a little bit more risk in just the, the areas that it operates in. But I think we both believe in this company and so far it has been delivering. Share price is done okay, but I don't think it's really kept pace with the numbers. I agree with that. It's got cheaper since we first bought it. Next up, we have Boohoo, which we added two years ago because we thought it was cheap. <laughs> so it's actually had a decent year. It's up 16% and it's now down only 65% overall. We unfortunately both own this in both our <laughs> portfolios. We put in the fancy portfolio cost of 20000 and it's now worth 7000 My view would be that it's down that much. I wouldn't bother changing it for 7000 Last year, we talked about it when I was re-listening to that, and we said that we did still like it. I'm not sure I do like it anymore, but it's down so much that I would just leave it alone. What about you? Yeah, no, I would... We'll see what the long-term future is. I mean, it's a company that could easily, in the next few years, go bust. However, I would have some optimism for it. I wouldn't be adding to it. And again, in my own portfolio, I'm certainly not adding to it now. But I think we'll just uh, hold tight on that. And Boohoo doesn't pay a dividend, nor should it. <laughs> Next up, we have Games Workshop. We added this two years ago and tops it up last year as well. So we've got a cost of 32500 and that's got a value now of 34500 and that's after a 15% increase this year. And it's now up 7% overall. It also has a dividend yield of just over 3%. I like this stock a lot, but it's done quite, it's done okay since we bought it. It's still a decent allocation at 3% of the portfolio. I'd probably propose leaving it as it is, although it is a stock I do like a lot. What about you? Yeah, no, I would probably tend to, to leave it. I think we would have seen better performance, but we were. I think I'm right in saying buying it quite close to the top. So we actually haven't seen all that much. But if you look at the numbers the group are putting up, it's fantastic. And they've got the Amazon deal. So I think there's an awful lot going for Games Workshop at the moment. But I'd probably just, yeah, leave it and hopefully let it let the group get on with it. Right. So next we have Gamma Communications. That was a new edition last year. We put 20,000 in. It's up. 4% and now worth 20,800. It has a yield of 1.33% and it makes up 1.8% of the portfolio. It's not a huge weighting. It's, it's, I mean, it's not really done very much, has it? Up 4%, but I think a lot of the reasons we bought it last year still stand. It's still at a cheap valuation. It's actually had a good year results-wise. So it's cheaper than it was when we bought it, although not in terms of the share price. But I, don't, I wouldn't say I like it enough to add to it. But I think at 1.8%, I'm more than happy to leave it. What about you? Yeah, not strong feelings on Gamma, to be honest. But uh, equally, I, I've got nothing to say in terms of reasons why we'd want to get rid of it. I mean, we've come, we'll come on to some of those ones we are thinking of selling and those that, well, you have some ideas for adding and, and so do I. This is uh, going quite quickly. But a lot of the ones we want to change are in the bottom half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they, they happen to be a lot of the ones we paid an awful lot of money for. Yes, it is, yeah. So next we have Unilever, which was in there from inception. We put 20,000 in. 
that's down nine percent for the year and it 12 percent overall and that's worth 17 and a half thousand now it does yield almost four percent and it makes up one and a half percent of the portfolio i had proposed leaving this but you mentioned off air you would like to discuss potentially adding to it yeah you see i think it has definitely underperformed over the last couple of years but i think we've got a new chief executive and we've been seeing the group put up better figures i think we it definitely dipped in the first couple of years of the portfolio but we've seen more recently they've been putting up better numbers and actually it the it's become cheaper too so i think it's under 17 times forward earnings so i would actually be in favor of topping up on it a bit because i think the quality of the brands there and hopefully with a new management we should get growth going again and get a bit well back to the sort of growth that Nestle's been enjoying. So I, I would be in favour of uh, topping that up. We can discuss perhaps how much a little bit later and see what we've got from the ones that we might sell. Yeah, so this for the year, this portfolio has yielded 1.3%. So we're not flush with cash. We've got 13 <laughs> grand. So if we want to top stuff up, we do have to sell to fund it. Yeah. Put that in the pile to discuss at the end. Yeah. Next, we have Supreme, which was a new addition last year. That is up 10% for the year and 8% overall. I'm not quite sure how, given it was a new addition last year. I think it's because we don't do this on exactly the same day every year. So that's that's the reason for the difference. But since we bought it, it's up 8%, although over the last 12 months, it's up 10%. It has a yield of 2.8% and we invested 20,000 and it's now worth 21,500. I think we covered it recently on the show. It's had a cracking year of results. I appreciate it's high risk. This is a stock that I own personally. I, I, I think because this is a fancy portfolio, I would request we, we leave any ethical concerns at the door and just judge the stocks based solely on their potential fancy returns. But I would like to put this in the pile to discuss adding to it because I think it's had a fantastic year, especially in the vaping division. And the share price hasn't really moved despite a year of fantastic results. So it's, it's now at about, you know, a P of seven or eight with quite a nice yield as well. And the business is just really, really performing well. So I'd like to discuss this at the end and potentially add to it. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, I think, as you say, it's, it, it has had a really good year uh, with the results. I think the valuation, obviously, it, it controlled by the founder's family. And the other issues really with it are that it's, incredibly concentrated in terms of its growth prospects in the UK vaping market. And if there are any regulatory changes, that could really smash Supreme. So I guess that is the the, the thing. And again, it d- depends on how, I suppose, how you see vaping playing out in the UK, whether you think it's a, a form of harm reduction and that it should sort of be encouraged in that sense, or whether you see it as that sort of gateway. And I know that's an ongoing discussion that politicians are having. And it's, yeah, it, it, it's its future in some ways is going to be decided by the politicians. We, we've looked at um, some of the other companies that have vaping divisions and Perhaps what's different about those or quite a lot of them is that they're very international. So they're in so many different markets and they don't have you know, a huge exposure to one in particular. But obviously, Supreme has that. So, yes, the performance has been good and share price performance has been re- well, it's, it's been decent, but sort of more reasonable, I think, is reflecting um, reflecting those market uncertainties. 
So would you be happy to discuss it and potentially add? We'll keep, we will, well, we can come, yeah, come to discuss it. Okay, next up we have Taylor Wimpy. So we originally put, how much did we originally put into this? So, so we originally put in 20,000 and we then topped up another 10,000 last year as it had, had a poor year. It's now had a very good year, so it's up 43.5% and it's up 6% overall. So our 30,000 cost is now worth 32,000. It's yielding 6.4% and it makes up just under 3% of the portfolio. I'm very happy with this. I like having exposure to the industry. I would propose just leaving this as it is. I don't think it's cheap enough that we can add to it again, but equally, I don't think it's expensive enough that I'd particularly consider selling it. And it is a nice dividend, which is something we are lacking. So it does make up £2,000 of our dividend income of 13. So yeah, I'm quite happy to leave this be. What about you, John? Yeah, no, I would tend to leave it be as well. I think that we've seen interest rates. I mean, they still have debatable whether at the peak. I think the market definitely thinks they are at the peak. Inflation has been coming down. And obviously, this has all been good news for house builders. And hence why we've seen such a rally. I know we're just about back to where we're positive from where we were before. But I think structurally in the UK, we've got a shortage of houses and there is a huge demand. Both political parties committed to house building. And how are they going to deliver it? Well, it would seem likely that they'd use the private sector with Taylor Wimpy, Redrow, Bellway, and all all of the above. So yeah, I'd be happy to continue holding Taylor Wimpy. Probably wouldn't add to it at the moment, but enjoy that dividend. Okay, next up we have Right Move. That's another one that's been in since inception, and we also added another ten thousand last year, as with Taylor Wimpy. That has gone up thirteen percent this year, which I think is quite good because we covered it on the show. But it had a bit of a knock back in October, November, because on the market competitor have been bought by a US firm. So I think given the events that have happened in the year, it's it's quite nice that the shares are up. Even if the shares weren't up, very happy with the results the business has put out in the year. It's actually down 2.5% overall, and it makes up 2.5% of the portfolio. And it has a 1.48% yield. I am quite happy with a 2.5% weighting. I think, I think there's still quite a bit of upside. I probably wouldn't add to it again, though, but I'm very happy with how the business is doing. So I'd propose just leaving that. What about you, John? No, um, sim- similar, Sam. Um, obviously, it's it's got a new competitor in the market, which, having previously enjoyed the monopoly with no serious competitor for many years, there is that sort of, I suppose, it, more of that investment risk with it. But I think it's more, well, more than capable of withstanding that and, and continuing to dominate. Next up, we have Money Supermarket. That's, again, been in since inception. That's had a very good year. That's up 46%, and that is now up 11% overall. But we have been getting pretty healthy dividends from it. It's now The dividend's only now just over 4% a year because the share price has gone up. But we are getting a grander dividend year out of that as well. It's a cost of 20000 It's now worth twenty two, And it makes up just under 2% of the portfolio. I'm more than happy leaving this in. I think it's a good stock. I still think it's a reasonable valuation. Don't think there's a need to add it because I think 2% is quite a nice weighting. What about you? Yeah, no strong feelings. It's done well and I think it is a quality business. Of course, it did have a very difficult time with the energy price caps um, in the last couple of years and effectively the energy switching market disappearing. But it's shown that it's resilient and it's broader than just the energy switching. And, you know, if that comes 
literally back online in the next year or two, it'll be fantastic for money supermarket. It is a very nicely diversified business. It's got quite a few different industries that it's in and they're all make you know, there's nothing making up more than like thirty percent of revenue. So it's which is why the energy's gone off and it's been able to deal with it so well. Yeah. And of course, there's COVID and the lack of switching holidays and, you know, so many of the divisions being hit. But uh, we're, you know, hopefully well and truly past COVID now. Next up, we have Hargreaves Lansdowne. This is one of my pushes to get in the original portfolio. <laughs> we put 20 grand in. Now worth nine and a half. It's yielding five and a half percent now. It was down 15% this year and it's down 53% overall. Yeah. 0.8%. I think we've given this a few years. I feel like for me, this is the year that I think the thesis has changed. It's now in quite a good environment with interest rates going up and stuff, but you can you're seeing the fees come under more and more pressure, and it has been reducing fees, as has AJ <laughs> Bell, which isn't in this portfolio, but we've covered recently. I just think it's in a commoditized industry. I think it was it's it's in my personal portfolio as well, and I still hold on to it. I'm down about the same amount as this. I think it's a decent business and it's at a decent price, but I just think if I thought what I thought about it now, three years ago, I wouldn't have pushed to put it in. Yeah. Because of that, I just think we should just get rid of it because it's not a stock I would include if we were building this from scratch today. Yeah. No, I I would agree. I would agree with you. And I think all of those signs, both as consumers and by following the the results from it, are showing that it it is commoditized. I think it's becoming better if you're a consumer using it because as the fees have come down. But as an investor, it's it's not what you want to see. So are you happy to just get rid of that? I think so. I mean, you never wanted it in the first place. (laughs) Right, next up, we have Diageo. So covered it multiple times on the show. We put 20,000 in. It did do very well. It's now come back down to earth. It's down 21.5% this year. It yields 2.8% and it is down, it's only down 1.75% overall because we were doing very well on it. Yeah. And it makes it 1.7% of the portfolio. Yeah. And I think it's basically, you know, it's basically the same price as when we put it in three years ago, but the performance has been fantastic since then. Yeah. And it's much cheaper than when we put it in. And I think we both liked it when we put it in. I think this is a business that should be in the discussion about adding to because I think the, yeah. the quality of the business, I think it's come down quite a bit. It's not, I wouldn't say it's cheap. Yeah, it's less expensive than it was, and it's not a business that ever seems to be cheap. No, I, I completely agree, and I think it has had some difficult events. Sales in South America obviously can be volatile, and they have been. Um, so some sort of negative, well, negative things in the results uh, on that front, and then they have the untimely death of the chief executive as well. Um, so th- there've been a few things that have knocked it, but I think. It's got such good quality brands and it's a very well-run business in the longer term. And even in the short term, next two or three years, I think it'll do very, very well. Right. Put that in the mix to add to. Next yeah. up, now onto the non-UK listed stocks. So the first one is Alibaba, which is Chinese, but it's listed in the US. We put 20 grand in two years ago. It had a poor performance last year and we decided to give it the benefit of the doubt. We did discuss selling it, but decided to give it another year, at least another year anyway. It's down another 12%. I don't think we've looked at this business since. It's down 35% overall now. It makes up just over 1% of the portfolio. I don't think we've covered this on the show for a couple of years. It's not a stock either of us actively follow. I know it was cheap at the time we looked at it and we did like it. And that those reasons might not have changed. It still might be a very good business. But I think we've given it the benefit of the doubt. A year's gone by and neither of us have actually looked at it. 
I just think cut our losses and sell it because even if it is a good stock, I don't think we really follow it enough to actually be able to make a judgment as to whether it should be in the portfolio or not now. No, I would I would um, agree with you on that, Sam. I think that's I think that's a sell, and we can discuss again what where the cash goes. Right. Okay, so that was twenty grand. It's now thirteen. That's coming out. Next up, we have Fiverr. This is another one that went in two years ago, so we thought it was cheap, and then it drops seventy five percent. This is what I pushed to add. In fairness. Put 20 grand in, it's down another, well, it's only down 6.5% for the year, but that was on top of a 75% drop, so it's now down 77. It's worth 4.5 grand. I would have the same, and it's worth 0.4% of the portfolio. I would have the same comments as last year. I still like this business. We have continued to cover it. I think it's actually now pretty reasonably priced. I think we just over, or I just overpaid for it. I am quite happy continuing to hold this. I think there's other stocks I'd want to add before this, so I probably wouldn't put it in the discussion, but I'm happy holding it. I think, yes, it's down a lot and we overpaid, but at current levels, I'm, you know, I'm quite happy having it in at the current valuation, and I do like the business a lot. What do you think? Again, tend to agree. In fact, I'd probably put it in the category of should it be topped up on. Ooh. Right, I'll pop it on the list. Right, that's going on the discussion list then. Next up, we have Meta. So Meta was one that was in the portfolio since inception. So that's Facebook. We put 20 grand in. It was up initially, and then it had about a 75% drop. It's now, it's our best performer for the year, having outperformed everything, including Bitcoin, and it's up 194%. It's now up 38% overall, and makes up 2.5% of the portfolio. So we had 20 grand, and it's now worth 27.5. I think the valuation is pretty reasonable now. I think when we first bought it, I think there was more cause for optimism. And I think when it had that 75% drop last year, there were a lot of concerns about the amount of money being pumped into the universe, the metaverse. And also the fact that Zuckerberg was making decisions that I didn't necessarily agree with because he had all the voting shares and nothing he could actually do to stop him. I think those issues are still there, even though the business is now at a fair evaluation because I think it was just ridiculously cheap. But I think we've made, we're up 38% on it. I don't feel as strongly about it as I did when we first bought it. We've done fairly well on it. I'd probably just get rid of it at this point. What about you? Oh, I think it's it's tricky because I still don't think it's actually that expensive. And it is a very, very strong business. But I think a lot of the concerns we had when it was down 75% are still there. Yeah. Bird wants to pump money into the metaverse. There's not really anything we can do. No. I think it's it's I think it's a difficult one. So I think that's a, a a really difficult one. Is it a leave or a discuss? Probably a discuss. Right, put it in the list. Next up, we have Etsy. This is a business I hold personally, and I like. We continue to cover it on the show. So it was down a bit last year. So we've never. I don't think we've ever topped. We've never topped this business up. So it was original investment of 20,000. I actually thought the valuation was, you know, I thought you could make an argument for it when we first bought it, but anyway, <laughs> down 32% this year and it's now down 55% overall. So our 20,000 is worth nine. I really like the business. I hold it personally. I think the results are excellent. I think a lot of the metrics are moving in the right direction. It's very, very cheap. It's about 14 times free cash flow and it's churning out cash. I, I think this business is undervalued. I like it a lot. I think it's a unique business. I don't think it can be copied. It's the go-to place for gifts and sort of craft items now. I think it's worth discussing topping it up. What do you think? 
I'd be in favour of that, actually. I think it's a company that I never disliked, but the valuations of some of these US tech companies historically, any, I mean, even now, have been <laughs> tricky <laughs> from an investment. For the figures um, Etsy's put up over the yeah. last, last five years, I think 14 times free cash flow is actually really, really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we'll discuss that one then. Next up, we have PayPal. This was my, I pushed to add this last year mainly on the basis of valuation. I own it personally. We put 20,000 in, down 14%, and it's now worth, and it's down 19% overall. I think it's, again, similar to what happened with the other one, where it's just the dates don't quite align when we've recorded the episode. Mm. And it's worth 16,000 of our original 20. I still hold it. I still like it. I think it's a very cheap valuation. I know you've got some concerns about it on me, um, and you don't own it. I wouldn't propose adding to it. I think a, a 1.4% holding is fine. I've got no, I don't, I'm not really concerned about 16 grand we've got left. I'd propose just leaving it. What about you? I, I would probably say leave it. And like, as you say, with Apple Pay and Google Pay coming into the mix, it does put pressure on whether it's a business that's a pro, well, the structural decline argument, I, 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 I think does have some credence in it, which is what makes me a bit nervy about PayPal. That's why you're getting such a quality business for 10 times free cash flow. Well, yeah. And you see it in the share price as well. So I leave that one. Next up, we have Pinterest. That's been in since inception. Put 20,000 in. That's now worth 11. It was up 52% this year, and it's now only down 45%. <laughs> and it makes up 1% of the portfolio. Yeah. It's had a very good year. It's had a much better year than Etsy, actually. I propose getting rid of it. Just okay. because I don't really follow it. I've sold it personally now. A lot of the metrics that I was hoping were, would improve over the last few years haven't really moved as much as I'd hoped. So, for example, you know, the, the non-US users were massively under-monetized compared to the US, and they haven't really been able to get those figures up enough. They were de- there was decline in monthly, monthly active users last year. I don't know if that's changed because I've stopped following it since I sold it personally. But I just think, although it's down 45%, I think there's other businesses, and I know we need to double our money to get to make it back. I think there's other businesses we can potentially top up where we're more likely to double our money than if we keep it in Pinterest. Examples would be probably Fiverr and Etsy. I think it should go into one of those two, probably. But it's not a terrible business, and it has. It's, I mean, it's not done as bad as some of the other other stocks we bought in the US. But I, I think I'd just cut my losses on this after a good year and just put it into something else that we like more that is down more. Yeah, it was never one that I was sort of uh, had strong views on. I know it was, it was one of the ones that you'd previously be keen on, Sam. I'm, I, I would be happy to take the cash and use it in a business I have more conviction in. Next up, we have Kraft Heinz. This was, uh, this was your baby. <laughs> it is. It was last year. It was your largest individual holding, you said. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had in the last year of my own portfolio, I had sold Shell. So I think let's just have a quick look it probably is it's because the other uh, in, in my own portfolio i do have nat west uh, which was quite a, a large uh, in terms of an individual stock yeah i think oh no unilever is uh, i think it i think it actually still is just right so we put 20 grand into that it had done well initially had a poor year this year it's down nine percent but it's still up 11 percent overall Yields over 4% and it makes up 2% of the portfolio. I'm quite happy to just leave this 
Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be. I, I think it's reason. You know, I, I don't think it's expensive, but I equally I wouldn't be making the argument to add to it. I think just having it in there and having that juicy dividend is is fine. Right, next up we have Berkshire Hathaway. We did buy the B shares, although with a million pound portfolio, we could have afforded an A share. <laughs> We've had that since inception. We've discussed selling it a couple of times, and the conclusion has always been to leave it alone. However. It's had another decent year. It's up 15% and it's now up 65% overall. It makes up almost 3% of the portfolio. And our 20 grand is now worth 33. It's a fantastic business. It's obviously one run by the best investor in the world. That investor is now another year older and his business partner has very sadly just passed away. I just think when we're up so much on it and we've got stuff we want to add to, Munger's now gone, sadly, and Buffett's not getting any younger. I'd again probably put it in the list to discuss for raising cash, but I would understand if you wanted to carry on holding it. Yeah, tricky, isn't it? And it's also funny that in terms of its performance, it's, it's the best performing stock or company that we have, isn't it? And it's uh, smashed the index. Yeah, it has done very well. Yeah, but yeah. size, is it going to continue to outperform the index? Probably. Yeah, I suppose that that's that is the big call. When we, I mean, yeah, I'll put it on the list to discuss. But when we bought it three years ago, I wouldn't have expected it to have gone up sixty five percent in three years. No, but again, the people running it. So yeah, final stock is Walt Disney, and Ooh. we have that was a double allocation, and it was then topped up again. It's actually, I mean, it's up four percent for the year, so at least it's stopped going down now. Our 56 is worth, now worth 37,000. It yields under 1%. It's down 33% overall, and it makes up just over 3% of the portfolio. I really like this business, which is why we made it a double allocation and then added to it. You think the share price hasn't really changed. Obviously, Iger's back in, and he's now starting to turn the business around, I think. But I think at a 3.3% weighting, yes, it's still cheap. But I think we've got a decent enough amount already in there that I'd probably leave it this year. What about you? Yeah, no, reasonable. Still strong conviction behind the company, but I think we've 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 put enough eggs in that basket. Very great. And finally, we've got the cash from the dividends, which is worth thirteen thousand. Ooh. So overall, we are up nine point one one percent for the year, and we're up fourteen percent overall. The benchmark, which is the world index, is up twenty one percent. For the year or 21.8% for the year and 19% overall. So we are underperform we've underperformed the benchmark by 12% this year and we're down against the benchmark 5% overall. But I think last year we were also down 5%, but I think I'd changed the benchmark because I hadn't found it properly. So I think there's a mistake in last year. And last year we didn't give give ourselves a pat on the back because I think we actually were up against the index last year, but I'd used the wrong index. Um, <laughs> we never got the credit we deserved for it, but we are now down against the index and it's back. I listened to the first episode and it's now back to the original index that we used. So apologies for that error, but no one actually picked up on it in a whole year, despite it being one of our most popular episodes. So we got away with it, but yeah, we are now down 5% against the index, which I don't think it's terrible considering how bad all our stock picks seem to be. <laughs> any thoughts no no so if we're discussing what we might sell yeah. alibaba i think we have both decided that's gonna go yeah agreed so how much have we roughly got from that 13 from that 
30. Okay. okay. And I'll then, down. yeah. You're happy to get that's another nine or nine and a half. Meta uh, would, would be 27 and a half. Yeah, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Given mm. how much you want to buy. We don't have loads of cash, so you, you do need to sell something. Do you need to sell something. Okay. We don't have to buy anything, though. But yeah. If there's stuff we've got on the list that you want to add, do you think that's better going better forward? Better than mess. Yeah. Yeah. That's tricky. Okay. Okay. Let, let, we'll, we'll come back to that. I think it, it, I'm leaning, leaning to, when I'm looking at the buy list, I am leaning towards um, a sale of it because there are some companies on there I do really like. Pinterest is next. That thing yeah, that's gone. That's eleven raised, and then the last one is Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, I mean that would raise a lot of money if we did sell it. Yeah, and I just I'm not sure about it going forward compared to some of these other businesses. I think at least one of Berkshire or Meta needs to go. Yeah, so I don't know if you if you're happy to get rid of one or you want them both to discuss. We've done well on Meta. Okay, we'll, we'll let we'll let them both go. Shall I put forward some of my picks yeah. for uh, potential buys? So I wondered about topping up on Unilever. I wouldn't suggest a huge amount, but maybe maybe five grand, something like that. Um, I think what... we need to do at least ten to make it worth our while. Because five grand's <laughs> half a percent in this. Yeah. But we've got so just to clarify as well, if we're selling both Meta and Berkshire along with the others on the dividend cash, we've got 107,000. No, okay, so we've got a bit a bit, a bit more to play. Okay, but let's put 10 grand and then that's because our cost originally was around 20. Okay, we can always change it later. If we yeah, so 20 grand. Then the next one, which 10 grand going into Unilever, yeah, and that'll take it up to a 30 grand cost. Yeah, 30 grand cost. Yeah. And then I'd be thinking about LVMH. We've covered it quite a few times on the show. It has been, you know, historically more on the pricey side, although the share price has come back. It's a really high quality business with some of the most famous brands in the world. They've recently acquired Tiffany's or Tiffany, I should say. I'd be in favour of starting a position in it. It would obviously be for with a, a very long term view. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to get it cheap, but whether we put uh, a starting position of what have we we've generally gone 20 grand, maybe 20 grand initially. I do like the business. I'm not sure about the valuation, but I agree it's not the kind of business you're ever going to get cheap. So I think we'll initially put 20 grand, but it's one I'd potentially want to come back and discuss further if we run out of cash. <laughs> Fine. Then on to one again that we've covered quite a few times recently, which was one of the darlings, certainly during COVID, which was Wix. Web services, uh, Israeli-based I think it's an incredibly high quality company. And yes, it was eye-wateringly expensive during COVID, as some of those la- the stocks we last mentioned. But I think it's now looking more like it's still a very much a growth stock, but the valuation is much more reasonable. So I would wonder about taking a position in Wix, perhaps with some of the the tech money, if you will, you know, like Pinterest, because I think that is a business that we could see continued growth from for what is not an unreasonable valuation now. I own Wix personally. I'm happy with the performance and I think the valuation is pretty reasonable. I'm quite happy starting a position in Wix, but I probably wouldn't do 
full 20 grand because it's quite high risk and i think we've been burned with similar businesses like <laughs> pinterest i appreciate wix is now cheaper we bought yeah. a lot of those business, businesses near the covid highs but i'd probably just throw in ten thousand to start and then revisit yeah. in a year and potentially top up again even if it's at a higher price yeah no that, that, that that's fine I think as well, it's it's come down so much. It's still down about 75, 80% from the COVID hikes that even with a 1% position, we can still do very well on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm happy with that. Do you have any others you want to discuss? Mm, I suppose towards the bottom, there were, and these are good companies, by the way, but um, Next and Inditex, they were there. We, we like them a lot when we do cover them. They're not shoot the lights out performance, but they are still high quality uh, retailers i think inditex is too expensive next i do like but then it's it's up 40 percent in the past 12 months yeah i know it's still at a p of 14 but it's on you know very good figures i just don't know if i i think we probably should have bought next a year ago i think we both really liked it i think we probably should have raised it then and bought it but i just yeah, no, no, fair enough. And then ABF in as well. Yeah, the other one that I also wondered about was Baltic Classifieds. So that's on my list to discuss as well. I of the businesses we've probably come across in the last twelve months, this is the one I've liked the most. But I'm just get it up. But I think it's too expensive. It's one I'd love to revisit in a year or so, and it's come down. I would like it for my own personal portfolio as well. At the minute, I'll just check Hargreaves on it. Yeah, so it's it's at a P of thirty six. Yeah, and it, yeah. I love the business. I do really want it, but I'd I'd like to be here in a year, and it's been cut in half. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Seventy percent this year. <laughs> I just think it's too expensive. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's really expensive. I suppose the question is, do you have a, a small allocation with again some of the mo- money that's kind of coming from your Pinterests? Well, I'm just not sure we've got enough cash. I know we've only spent 40 so far, but there's still quite a few businesses to discuss and some of them okay. are a bit cheaper. I... Yeah. Do you want to come on to those then? So we've got Fiverr, which you suggested topping up. I'm not against it given how much it's down and how well I think the business has been performing. I'd probably, if we put 10K into Wix, I'd possibly throw 10K at Fiverr. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sort of half allocation take... almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that would take it back up to about one and a half percent and we'd have put 30K in overall. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Okay, I'll put that in for five. So we've now got 50 grand spent, but we can change this. One that I put on my list was Supreme. Okay. It's had a very good year and the shares haven't really moved. We only put 2% in last year. I think that was mainly because of cash and also we we didn't know the business as well at that point. And I just think at a 2% weighting, I'd be quite happy to increase that by another 10K. What about you? Yeah, no, no. So now I've got 60k invested, so we've got, what, 47k left to play with. Another one on my list I wanted to discuss was British American Tobacco. We've covered this multiple times on the show. It's at a P of 6. It's taken an absolute battering recently. The yield is 9.5%. The next generation is doing very well. I think it's a much higher quality business than Imperial. I appreciate it's just had some write-downs. I think it's on the non-combustibles. But I just think it's so cheap. I'd be quite happy to put 2% in this. And it's a very good dividend payer, which is, you know, we are short on dividends in this portfolio every year. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's it's one of those businesses. Uh, and again, as you said, ethical concerns aside, that 
has got an incredibly depressed valuation and lots of institutional investors pulling out. But it's still, whilst being in structural decline and it's sort of, I suppose, combustibles division, it's pumping out a huge amount of cash, which, as you say, some of it is going into sort of share buybacks and then some of it is just going straight to investors in cash. So it's, and it's worldwide, it's not, um, it's concentrated in the UK as well. So I think from purely from an investment point of view, you can you can see the attraction. So Sam, if you want to, yeah, put, um, what were you suggesting? I did 20,000. 20,000. So that's 80,000 spent. So we've got 27,000 left. So the next one I wanted to discuss was Diageo. So we put 20,000 into that when we create the portfolio. It's done very well and then it's come back down. So it's actually down 2%. I just think, we, you know, after the couple of years Diageo has had, I wasn't, I didn't necessarily expect to get the chance to buy it this year at the same price, given the figures it's been putting up for the last few years. It's got a good dividend yield at nearly 3% as well. And it's just such a high quality business, so many high quality brands. I'd probably, again, I'd probably top it up and turn it into a double allocation, put another 20,000 in. But what what are your thoughts? Because you do own this one personally. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And I think doubling the allocation to it is is very reasonable, actually. So I have two companies left I wanted to discuss, and we've got 7,000 left. So the first one was Coca-Cola Hellenic Bottling Company. We've covered this for a couple of years. And again, it was similar to Baltic. Where I just wanted to throw its name in the mix, but it depended on whether we had better ideas. It's Coca-Cola and they've got the bottling license in basically a lot of emerging market countries. However, it's, I mean, it's, it's not outrageous, but it's, what is it? It's normally like 15 times earnings, which I think for the emerging market exposure is pretty reasonable. And I do like it a lot, but I, I just think, I've been been through the companies we've been through and the ones that you've raised as well. I think we've probably already got better uses for the cash, but I do like the business. And I think it's probably one that I might bring up again next year as one that we both like and follow, but haven't added to the portfolio. But if we could get it at a year end where it's a cheaper price, it's definitely one I'd like to have in there at the right price. What do you think? Yeah, I would, wouldn't be rushing to uh, put it above some of the ones that we've mentioned, but it's, it's not a bad shout overall. Right, so we'll cross that off. I probably because we've only got seven grand left as well. I'll probably cross Baltic off as well now because I just think without taking, if this is a new position, we're going to have to like decrease one of the others. And I don't know if at Baltic's valuation, I would take down the amount we're investing in, for example, like LVMH yeah. or Diageo or British American. So I'd probably take that off and hope it's cheaper next year. Yeah. Right. So we've still got seven grand left. I've got one company to discuss, and that was Etsy. I think Etsy is quite a good one in that we've already got a decent allocation. So we put, well, it's not decent, but we put 20 grand in. It's now worth nine. I think if we put our, if we put our remaining seven in, at least it's taking it up to one and a half percent. So, and it takes it to about the same, you know, as Fiverr and then just above Wix. So I think we've got, you know, we have about one and a half percent in Fiverr, one and a half percent in Etsy and then one percent in Wix. And they're all quite volatile, risky businesses, although I think they are all at pretty reasonable valuations now. So I think between the three of them, we've got quite a nice little exposure to some of these growthy stocks that we think are at reasonable valuation. So I'd, I'd probably just put the remaining seven into Etsy rather than decrease one of the other allocations we've discussed. Yeah, no, that, I think that sounds, that, that sounds reasonable. So in that case, just to run through again, we have 13 grand of dividends. 
We're selling Alibaba for 13 grand. We're selling Hargreaves Lansdowne for nine and a half. We're selling Meta for 27 and a half. We're selling Pinterest for 11. We're selling Berkshire Hathaway for 33. And that gives us a total of just over 107,000 to play with. Of that 107,000, we're putting 10,000 into Supreme to top it up. We're opening a new position of 20,000 in British American Tobacco. We're opening, oh, we're topping up Diageo 20,000 to take that to a double allocation. We're topping up Etsy by £7,166.51 because that's all we've got left. And we're topping up Unilever by 10,000 to take that to a about 3% position. We're topping up Fiverr by 10,000 to take it up to a 1.5% position. We're opening a new position in LVMH of 20,000, which is just under 2%. And we're opening a new position of Wix of 10,000, which is just under 1%. Are you happy with all those, John? Yes. Right. So that's us locked in for another year. So yeah, just to reiterate, overall, we are up 9% for the year, but the market's up 14 the market being the MSCI World Index. And we are down 12.5% versus the index in the last 12 months. And now we're down 5% versus the index overall after we hadn't realized in the previous years that we had actually outperformed it. So unfortunately, we never got to bask in our glory. If we'd known we'd outperformed it, maybe we would have just ended the fancy portfolio there and claimed we were geniuses. But we, uh, we're we going to have to wait till we've caught it up again now. Any closing thoughts, John? No. Yeah, if we have any listeners next year, we'll see you then. Right. See you next year. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Investor Way. To get in touch, please follow us on Twitter at TIWTweets. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. Neither Sam nor Jonathan are financial advisors. For investment advice, please consult professional advisors.